Hello listeners, and welcome back to Sandman Stories Presents. Today we are dipping back into the book of Chinese fairy tales, collected by Mary Hayes Davis and Chao Liang. You might notice a pronunciation difference. I've gone through and checked pronunciations on this because it's an old book, and some of the ways things are spelled really don't match the sounds, so I had to change them a little bit. Okay, in the first story, we find out the answer to the question, what happens when you put an eagle's egg in a sparrow's nest? And in the second story, we learn why you have to treat a dog right before you can get it to do any tricks. Okay, let's begin. The Eagle and the Rice Birds Once a mother eagle had a nest with three eggs in it, and she was very happy while waiting for her three children to come from the eggs. But one day, two schoolboys named Jung Po and Hui Yin, who knew of her nest, talked together, and one of them said, Did you know that the eagles like the rice birds? And the other boy replied, No, she does not, for I have seen her drive them away. But the one named Jung Po said, Not only can I make an eagle like a rice bird, but I can make them change natures and live with each other. You cannot do that, answered he in. Will you give me a piece of silver if I can make the eagle like the rice birds and take them as friends? And he in said, Yes, I will give you a piece of silver if you can do that, but I know you cannot. And so they clapped hands. So Jungpo went his way, hunting, hunting many birds, until finally he found a rice bird's nest with five eggs in it. He took three of the eggs and put them in the mother eagle's nest, and then he took the three eggs from the eagle's nest to that of the nest of the rice bird. In twenty-five days, the eagle's nest had three baby birds in it, and Jungpo was glad. One day he heard the mother eagle saying to her three babies, I do not know why your feathers are not like mine, and your voices are so different, and you are such very little things. I will go and ask my oldest son to come here tomorrow and see if he can tell me why you are so. On the next day, the eagle son came to visit his mother, and he said, Ah, ma, I'm glad to see my three little brothers, but their faces are not like yours or mine. I know that what you say is true, said the eagle mother. I wish you to come, so that we might talk about this strange thing. You are my child, and they are mine, but they are not like you and me. I will see what they eat, said the eagle son. Then he gave them a piece of meat, but they could not eat it. They want rice all the time, the eagle mother told him. They will not eat meat. The mystery was so great that the eagles could not understand. Soon the strange nestlings were flying with the eagle mother. One day she took them to a pleasant place to play, and on their way home they passed a rice bird who called to them. The mother eagle said, Do not go with him, come with me but the little ones would not listen. And when the rice bird said, Chee, chee, and flew down to a rice field, the three little ones left the eagle mother and went with the rice bird. The eagle mother called many times, but her strange children would not come to her. Then she said to the rice bird, Why do my children follow your call and not mine? How did you teach them in one breath what I have not been able to teach them in all their lives? And the rice bird father said, They are not your children. They belong to the rice bird mother. She is coming now. See for yourself. 
Soon sixteen rice birds flew near, and the eagle mother saw that they were all like her children. The rice bird said, You see, it is as I told you. But they must be my children, said the eagle mother. I cannot understand this, for I never had children like them before. My other children were like me, and they never behaved in this way. But I will take them home again and feed them, and when they grow older they may become like me and the others of my family. It will never be so, said the rice bird. I am sure of that. You need not hope that these children will ever be eagles. You see, they do not eat meat, they eat rice. They know the rice bird's call without being taught. They do not speak the same dialect that you speak, nor sing the same songs. They are surely rice birds, and you cannot keep them any longer in your home. The eagle mother tried again and again to call her children, and they only said, Chick, chick, which meant that they would not come. She waited long, but they refused to go with her. Then she chided the rice bird and said, You are bad company, and you have tempted my children to join you. Why do you not tell them to come home with me, their mother? If you do not cease your evil actions, I shall eat you or drive you away. The eagle mother flew away alone to the mountain and sat on a great rock and waited long for her children to come home. The night came, but her little ones did not return. In her heart, the eagle mother knew that they were lost to her. All the dark night she cried aloud in her grief. In the morning she hunted long, but she could not find them. She said to herself, This is a strange and dreadful thing that has come to me. I remember that once I heard a quarrel bird say that some of her children had been left in the same way, and I believe some bad boy has changed her eggs, for she had six yellow children in her nest, and when they could fly, they went away with the yellow songbirds. She found her own children one day in the camphor tree. I wish that I might find my own children. Just then she met the quarrel bird mother, and she asked her, How did you find your own children? And the quarrel bird mother said, I was passing by the camphor tree when I saw the little ones alone, and I asked, What are you doing here? And they said, Eating nuts. Do you like nuts? I asked. Oh, yes, very well. Where did you come from? I said. We come from the yellow bird family. But you do not look like yellow birds. No, and we do not talk nor eat as they did. Where is your home now? We have no home. Why do you not live with the yellow bird mother? We were not happy there. The others do not eat nor drink nor sing as we do. We are not fond of them, nor they of us. You are like me and mine, I told them. And we looked at each other and saw the same feathers and the same color. Then they asked me where my home was, and I told them under a rock of the Wutuol mountain. So they went with me, and my house and my food were pleasant to them. In the same way, though we could not tell how, we knew in our hearts that we belonged to each other, and we were happy, happy. The eagle mother thought long about the story of the quarrel bird, and the next morning she left her nest early and went to the wilderness to seek her lost children. On the way she met a cousin eagle who asked her, why are you crying and crying? The eagle mother answered and said, I have lost three children. Have you seen any lost in the wilderness? I could not sleep at all last night, for a great trouble had come to me. The eagle cousin said, I saw three eagle children pass here. They went to the fa nim tree and ate its fruit, 
They were playing there and seemed to be happy. The eagle mother went to the Fanim tree and saw three little eagles, and she said, Children, how did you come here? The little eagles answered her, We are not your children. Why do you call us? We have had no mother since we were born. The rice bird left us when we were small. She said we were not her children. Then an eagle came along and gave us food until we could fly. The eagle mother said, You look like my older children, and I believe you are mine. Would you like to go with me and see our home? Then the little eagles talked together and said, She is very kind to us. Of course, we do not know her, but we might go and see her home. So they went, and in that eagle mother's house, they soon knew her for their mother, and she knew her own children. And Jung Po lost the money, for it was proved that he could not change nature. Each bird went back to its own kind. The eagle is always an eagle, and the rice bird is always a rice bird. Yi zi, meaning, the good cannot stay with the evil. Light cannot be changed into darkness, nor darkness into light. White is always white, and black is always black. The rice bird is always a rice bird, and the eagle is always an eagle. Each is according to his own nature and kind. Man need not try to change those things which the Creator made changeless. The End Xing lived near the marketplace, and all the children thought him a very wonderful man. He trained fine dogs to do almost everything but talk. If one wanted a dog educated, Wu Xing was the man to take them to. Whether for hunting, for performing tricks in public places, or from door to door, anything, all things, Wu Xing could teach his dogs. This is why the children thought him a wonderful man. It came time for Wu Xing's little boy to learn how to teach dogs. So one day he brought his son, a very young one, from the marketplace. Then he told him how the dog should be taught. It would take three years to teach him all. To play soldier with a gun, to dance, to bow his head, to kneel, to play churn the rice, to swim in the water with a boy on his back, or to take a basket and go from door to door and beg rice and money for his master. Even then his training was not complete until he could hunt the fox, the gibbon, the mouse deer, and other animals. Wu Xing's little boy had been named Yong Yin, which in Chinese means forever. The reason for this name was this. Wu Xing had been given many sons, but they all had died young. So when the last one came, he named him forever, for he said, He will live a long time, and I shall not be childless. Yong Yin named his dog Shilong, which means for fun. He was a very wise dog and learned many tricks in a short time that he was known and admired by all the boys in the country around. 
One day a crowd of children coming home from school met Shilong on the road. They all shouted, Here's Young Yen's dog. Now we will have some fun and make him do all his tricks for us. So one boy said, Here, Shilong, come here. But the dog would not even notice him. Then another boy pulled his tail because he would not obey, and Shilong bit the boy's finger and growled, and the boy ran home crying. Another boy said, Now see me. I will make him take me on his back for a swim in the water, as he does with Young Yen. And he caught Shilong roughly and tried to pull him into the water. But the dog pulled his clothes and growled so fiercely that the boy scattered and ran home. One of the boys, Agum, told his mother what had happened and how angry they all were at the dog, who needed a beating, as he thought. When Yung Yen has visitors, Shilong kneels and bows and does all his tricks for him. Why would he not do them for us, Amma? How can we make him do tricks for us? Well, my son, said his mother, you wanted the dog to do many things for you. Have you ever done anything for the dog? You are a stranger to him. Did you ever give him anything to eat or drink? Try this, continued the mother. Tomorrow, take a bowl of rice, put a little meat and gravy with it, and give it to the dog. Speak kindly to him and pet him. Do this two or three times, and he will surely like and trust you. Then he will do for you all he knows how to do. You will find people in the world are just the same, my son. Do not expect people to do things for you when you do nothing for them, for that is not right. You must give if you are expected to receive, and it is better to give first. The End first story I thought it was interesting how the animals interacted. I don't see the world as black goes with black and white goes with white and this bird goes with this bird. I think people's natures can change. I, I think it's good to see different people together. It makes the world better to not just be around people who look and think and act like you. Uh, I guess this story serves as a lesson not to trust that things will change. Things that are in a certain nature won't change but I don't like giving up on change, so that's just me, I suppose. In the second story, I was quite happy when the dog didn't put up with the boy's nonsense. They were rough with the dog, and the dog was having none of it. If you want a dog to treat you well, you should treat the dog well. That's about the size of it. Be nice to dogs and other animals. And today's podcast shout-out is to Away With Words. Hosts Grant and Martha, along with their quiz guy, John Chinesky, make a radio show and podcast about where words and phrases come from. People call in and ask about something their great aunt said one time, and Martha will ask if they came from Northwest Bohemia and then give a whole history lesson on the phrase. Their love of words is inspirational. And if you like their podcast as much as I do, go and give them a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And the listener shout-out is to Monroe, Louisiana. I'm still trying to figure out who I know there, since I know my podcast is still really small time. 
Monroe is located in the northern part of the state. It is the ancestral lands of the Osage people, some of whom still live in the area, though most of the tribe is in Oklahoma. Monroe, the city, started as Fort Miro, founded by Governor Miro. Then it was renamed Monroe because of a steamship named James Monroe. I have plans to visit Louisiana since my friend Madia lives there, and I graduated from LSU Shreveport. If you are the listener from Monroe, get a hold of me at StorySandman on Twitter, and I'll give you a personal shout-out and thank you. Anyway, thank you, and good night.